So we are in the book of Mark. We're back in the book of Mark. We're back. Mark is back. Um, and at this point in the book of Mark, we have seen Jesus in many different situations. We have seen him teach. We have seen him preach. We have seen him heal in, in many different ways without even a touch sometimes or maybe a thought. He has healed someone from a paralyzed man to a man with leprosy to a woman that was bleeding for 12 years and all she had to do was reach out and touch his robe. We have seen him do a lot of things. We have seen him calm the storm at this point. We have seen him feed thousands twice at this point. We have seen him do a lot of things. And with him, with him are 12 men. And these 12 men are his apostles. And these 12 men have seen these things happen. They have seen his breathing, living body with their living, breathing bodies, with their own eyes, they have been witnesses to the things that Jesus has done, these 12 men. So right now, I need to call up 12 witnesses. I'm not gonna make you talk. I'm not gonna ask you to confess anything. I just need you to be here and be my witness. So 12 people, raise your hand, quick. Barb, Mondo, Kathy, Paul, Ken, Brian. Who else? Come on. Gerald, Gina, Gina, you raise your hand. How many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Come on. I need eight. Amy Rana, Howard Dreschler, Pack, come down. How many is that? I'm, I'm losing count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Is that eleven? Twelve. Pack. Okay, I got my twelve witnesses. So, here's what's gonna happen. I'm gonna hand you a deck of cards, Barb. That's right, Melody's gonna do a little trick. Because, you know, if this fails, you can find me in Las Vegas. So, come this way, guys. I need 12 people kind of around me, but kind of let's let the crowd see. And I need you to pull out four aces. The ace of clubs, the ace of diamonds, the ace of hearts, and the ace of spades. This is what a good card person I am. I know them all off the top of my head. All right, the ace, the aces, just the aces. And I want you to pull it out because I am not going to touch these cards. Uh, in a second I will, but right now. I don't want you to think I had a trick deck. All right, Brian Keeley, who is an officer of the law, can you confirm that those cards are not trick cards? They appear genuine. He has said it. May I have the cards, please? Thank you, sir. All right. Here's all my witnesses. Can everyone see me? It's hard to talk and do this at the same time. Okay, so we're going to say, what color is this? Red. What color is this? Are you sure? Let's look at it again. What color is this, my friends? Red. What color is this? Now, if I were to do this, what color do you say this is? And what color do you say this is? So it didn't change. It just changed sides. Now, going back to your original side, this is the color... You're sure? You're sure? Yes. You're Can you confirm, crowd? What's over here? What? Black, what's over here? Red. Okay, you're sure. Okay, so what I'm going to do, you can see me, and there's nothing in my hands. Um, I'm going to put them like this and like this, okay? So they're back to back, okay? So 
I'm going to call this the inside. The inside of the cards is what color? Black. And the outside is? Red. You're sure. You're positive. Well, you're sure. So if I do this, nothing changes, correct? No, if I do this, nothing changes. If I put it on the side of my face, nothing changes, nothing changes. Okay, so now you guys got to come a little closer so that you can see. I'll leave a little hole. Check your face. I don't have anything on my face. Okay, so you're positive. I'm going to back up a little bit because I need some arm space. You're positive. This is black, this is red. Look at each other. Confirm this. You confirm. Yes. You confirm. You're yes. sure. You're 100% positive. How about the crowd? Are you sure? Are you sure? Dan Soika, are you sure? Yes. He's like, get on with it, Melody. Okay. Ready? You're sure. You're sure. But you were sure. What's on the inside? And what's on the outside? But you were sure. You just saw me do it. Can we do it again? Sure. Are you sure? Yeah. Look at Brian. He's like, I should arrest this woman right now. You're sure. This is red on the out inside. This is black on the outside. Okay. That's right. Are you amazed? Are you in awe? I am a Copperfield. Did it blow your mind? Are you impressed? Would you like to know the secret? Yes. Nope. <laughs> you don't get to know it. Go sit down. You get nothing other than to know that I can do it. Oh, look, Daryl's checking my sleeve. No trick sleeves. Nope. No, it's okay. I have the aces right here. Uh, well, you don't get to know how I did it. You just saw me do it, and you saw that one color was on the inside, one color was on the outside. Did you guys see it back here? Yeah? Were you super impressed? Look at Jason. He, he's speechless. Um, but you all agreed. And how about a round of applause for my 12 volunteers? Yeah, they're like, what just happened? Um, well, in a different but kind of similar way, that's what's happening right here with Jesus and the apostles. It is go time right now. It's time to say what you believe, to be sure of what you are saying. I just mentioned that they have seen him calm the storm, blink and heal people, teach people, preach all the things. He has done all these things. And now he is asking, who do you say I am? He is asking, do you believe who I claim to be? Do you believe in me? You've been taught right here with me. You've been watching me do all these things. And it's a mystery how these things happen sometimes. But I want to know, who do you say I am? Do you believe that I'm the guy with the power to save you? Do you believe that I'm the guy with the power to deliver you? Do you believe that you have seen, heard, been with me? Who do you say I am? So it's actually a question that all of us as believers have to answer, my friends. Who do we say he is? Some of us might be seasoned Christians. We've been Christians for years, and, and we know, we think we know what, what he is, who he is, what he does, how he does it. Some of us might be new to faith. Some of us might be younger, older, whatever it is. Wherever you are walking today, you have to say, who do you think he is? 
And we all have to answer that question. And I think to also answer that question, we have to be able to answer, who does he say we are? Who does he say we are to him? I think a lot of times when we open up a passage, we can often, again, think, oh, I've heard that, I've read that, I've seen that, I I get it. Or we might think, oh, that totally applies to this person, but not me, not this time, not today. But I think this passage in particular shows how it illustrates two specific ways we all find ourselves in this passage and represented here. So let's look at what's happening here. So Jesus is with the blind man first. And he gives this man partial vision uh, after using some spit on his eyes. And the man can kind of see. He says, oh, I see people. They look like trees. They're walking around. So he can't, he can't see fully, but he has partial vision. The man has gradual opening of his sight. His sight is not just one and done like Jesus has done it before. Could Jesus have done one and done? Yes. Could Jesus have blinked and his sight was open? Yes, he could have done that to this man, but he knew this man and he knew what he needed. His interactions with this man is very intimate. Jesus knows this man. He knows his heart. He knows his thoughts, his hopes, his problems, his dilemmas. He enters the heart and the mind of this man. And he also uses methods that this man could understand. And Jesus is so caring for this man that Jesus knows that if he were to probably give this man his sight right away, it could probably overwhelm him, right? It could probably scare him of what is happening, but he slowly and surely gives this man his sight. Now, I think in this passage, we're all this blind man. We all have different lives in here. We're walking through different seasons and the way Jesus talks to me might not be the way he talks to you and vice versa. But the one thing we have in common together and we have in common with this blind man is that Jesus knows us intimately. You may think, oh, he doesn't. Oh, he does. He does. He knows your hopes, your fears, your your problems. He uses methods to communicate with you that are different than the methods he used to communicate with me. And And he might do it immediately sometimes, but most of the time, I think, at least with me, it's a gradual process because whether he's showing me one thing or the other, maybe showing me something all at once might quite push me over the edge some days with some things. But Jesus is so, so patient with us that he he takes his time with us. So we find ourselves in this passage through the blind man first. The next way we find ourselves in this passage is through the 12 disciples. And just like my 12 volunteers that were up here a second ago, they have no idea what I did or how I did it, correct? Yes, are you still thinking about it? You're still wondering how the heck that happened? Well, I could probably call 12 more of you up here and you might not know either. You just have to be okay with the fact that I can do it And that's all the information you get. That is it. And you know, sometimes these men who were right next to Jesus, they were breathing, living, they were right next to him, seemed to have the least idea of what was going on with him. 
And I, and I can understand that because it's one thing to hear about it, you know, two towns over. Oh, this happened. Oh, oh, wow, that's weird. But it's another thing to actually see it. See it and say, how is this happening? His actions, a lot of time from this, these men were met with confusion. They were met with anger sometimes. And they were met with resistance a lot of the time. But they were also met with awe and amazement and curiosity. And at this point too, not just the 12, but his family, his friends, were they were amazed and terrified at the same time. Even his family a few chapters ago called him crazy. Do you remember that? They called him crazy. But in verse 27, he asks them, who do people say I am? Verse 28, they replied, some say John the Baptist, Others say Elijah, and others still one of the prophets. And I think this response is kind of funny because they're saying, well, some say you're this, some say you're that. And as far as they're concerned, they're, they're honoring him by saying, some say you're John the Baptist. He was a good guy. Some say you're Elijah. He was awesome. Um, but they're also putting quite a buffer between they say and I say. So they're putting quite a buffer, but then Jesus doesn't let them get away with that. And he says in verse 29, but what about you? Who do you say I am? And this is the question that, again, all of us find ourselves in this passage and all of us must answer. Who do you say he is? Is he a teacher to you? Is he a healer? Is he a miracle worker? Is he a silent presence in your life? Is he a condemning father to you? Who is he to you? How do you see Jesus? With no buffer, no space between, with the direct question, who do you say he is? And in verse 29, Peter says, you are the Messiah. And when Peter says Messiah, he is saying, you are the promised one, the one whom God will accomplish all he has promised. And then in verse 30, it says, Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Because you see, at this point, Jesus's popularity is, in fact, everywhere. And he's not only a threat to political leaders and systems, he's also a threat to religious leaders and religious systems. Is it because he has a great army? No. He has 12 guys who don't even know how to answer a question sometimes. Is it because he had government backing and money in his pocket? No, he didn't have any of that, but he had something different. He offers something different. And now his time on earth is coming very quickly to an end. So now it's time to know. It's time to know and answer the question with assurance, who do you say I am? It is time to be okay with the mystery. It is time to be okay with not knowing how things happen. It is time for these 12 guys to be okay with not knowing why things happen. It's time for these guys to know, to be okay with the fact that they don't know when things will happen. But it is time to know who he is. And the same question applies to us now.
So I'm going to throw some truth at you right now. Don't try to write it down because I'm going to go too fast. Go back and listen to the recording later. But here is who Jesus is. First, First Corinthians 2, 8. Jesus is the Lord of glory. Do you believe it? 1 Corinthians 3.11, Jesus is the foundation. Do you believe it? The front row believes it. Thank you. 1 Corinthians 15.24, Jesus is the destroyer of death. Do you believe it? Galatians 5.1, Jesus is the deliverer. Do you believe it? 1 Timothy 6.15, Jesus is the king of kings. Do you believe it? Titus 2.14, Jesus is the Redeemer. Do you believe it? And then Jesus, who is all of these things and more, this is just a little bit, who is all of those things and more, says this about you and about me and about all of us. John 1.12, we are the children of God. Ephesians 2.10, we are God's handiwork. Philippians 2.20, we are citizens of heaven. Corinthians 5.17, we are a new creation. John 15.15, we are friends with God. Matthew 5.14, we are the light of the world. And even though we are blind sometimes, even though we are terribly unaware of all the ways he is working and what he is doing, even though we may be just as confused as the 12 disciples at times, we are fully loved and we are fully his. Listen to this, Ephesians 3, 17. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes through God. We are fully known through all of our blindness, through all of our anger, doubt, resistance, amazement, wondering, all of these things with Christ, it is never one and done. It is never one and done. And our perspective, like this blind man, is gradually, constantly changing because our God is always working. Do you believe it? Jesus is working through different avenues to show us. And this is what he says. He says, trust me, receive from me, run to me, delight in me, sit with me, turn to me, walk with me, look to me, rest in me, learn from me, abide in me. With Christ, who do we say he is? He is all the things. Who does he say we are? We are fully his. We are fully his. I don't know where you are this week. I don't know what is happening or not happening this week. I don't know if you're in a good place, not a good place. I don't know. And actually, that's not very true because I know a lot of you and I know what's happening in your lives. And I know, I know where you are. 
I know there are a lot of hurting hearts among us. I know there are a lot of questions among us. I know there are a lot of unknowns among us. But I can tell you, through all of that, through all of that, you are chosen. You are not forgotten. You are not forsaken. You are a child of God. And that is all you really need to know. That is all you really need to know right now.